0: best advice for anybody that might be struggling is a don't ever give up on something that sets your soul on fire you hang on to that if it makes you feel unlike anything else makes you feel it's because it's the right thing and you have to trust the process there is no timeline of success you know it has to happen in this amount of time or it doesn't matter and your journey isn't anybody else's journey they are all very different and um and the universe will work in your favor
1: that's Amber amos and this is the powerful ladies podcast Hey guys, I'm your host Cara Duffy and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast where I invite my favorite humans, the awesome, the up to something and the extraordinary to come and share their story. These are people that inspire me and remind me that everything is possible. I hope that you will be left entertained, inspired and moved to take action towards living your most powerful life. Amber Amos is the owner and chef of West Side Taco. Her carnitas tacos took second place at the LA Weekly Tacolandia And Westside Tacos was voted third best restaurant in Bend, just months after opening up shop in Oregon, and they're not even located in Bend. When not creating ridiculously delicious tacos, such as the blueberry brisket taco. Exactly. I know what you're thinking. How is that possible? It's delicious. She's a great mom of two boys, and she's spending as much time as possible outside with them in Central Oregon's beautiful nature. On this episode, she shares the journey that took her from working at a ski lift in June Mountain to working at the Oscars with Wolfgang Puck to opening up Westside Taco Co. She also shares how she makes it through the tough times in life and why showing her sons what bravery looks like is what matters most. All that's coming up shortly. First, the Powerful Ladies podcast is brought to you by Boldly Fine. Boldly Fine is a small but mighty design and development agency based in Los Angeles specializing in website design, brand development, e-commerce, and bringing big ideas from awesome people to life. For a 20% Squarespace discount or a free design consultation, visit boldlyfine.com. Boldlyfine is who is the creative minds behind the Powerful Ladies website redesign, and I cannot be happier with choosing them to help us transform Powerful Ladies from the website that I designed on myself to the beautiful, awesome website that we have today. I cannot recommend them enough. All right, I'm ready. Yes. Okay. We're rolling. We're good. All right. Well, thank you, Amber, for joining us on the Powerful Ladies podcast. For all of you listening, I have met Amber through my boyfriend, Jesse, who they grew up together. And I've known you now for like five years, I think Um, one of the most powerful ladies that I know, um, full of energy, full of love. And I'm so excited for all of you listening to get to know her today. So welcome, Amber.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Hey, everybody.
1: So Amber, how about you start and tell us about yourself? Oh, what would you like to know who are you what, what are you start? up to yeah <laughs> um yeah so again
0: my name is amber um i am a chef and i own west side taco company in central oregon just north of bend um been doing it a long time we do uh we do street food with lipstick and heels on it and we are in the process of opening our first restaurant currently
1: so exciting mm-hmm.
0: it's a food track now for anybody that was confused. <laughs>
1: and you're a mom of two amazing boys
0: i have two children
1: six and eight jonah and shay they keep
0: me on my toes they are amazing little creatures they love very dearly they might get home so that we can go to the skate park because they got new scooters for christmas
1: whoa watch out
0: oh yeah it's a very big deal
1: (laughs) there i mean i believe it i you see it um your kids might be some of the cutest, and most adorable to follow on social media. Not only are they oh. physically adorable, but just like the cutest things that they do. I mean, oh, my goodness. Like how much they love you and just love each other and people like their sweethearts.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of those two little guys. Mm-hmm. They drive me crazy. Most of the time, mom's out there. Yes, that happens. <laughs> but uh, but the reward is <laughs> so worth the frustration. They are they are my two favorite people.
1: Amazing. So, what I would love to start at is let's go back to the beginning. Where are you from? What was it like growing up? Like, let's talk about you pre Westside Taco.
0: Yeah. So, um, I was born in Roseburg, Oregon, but I grew up in Norco, California, and um, I spent my childhood um, riding horses and chasing critters in the river bottom and I grew up fishing and camping with my family in Oregon uh, for the summers and the Christmases that's where I spent all my my vacation time and um yeah so I grew up in Norco and um when I graduated high school I moved to Mammoth and so my first job ever I was a lift operator um for June Mountain and it was the most fun I'd ever had ever it was the first time I'd been away from home on my own and it was uh, it was great Following that, I went to um, I I moved back to Southern California, and I got a job at Twenty Four Hour Fitness, and um, I worked there for a couple of years, and then I became a mortgage broker, which was a weird transition, but it was. (laughs) And uh, and I did that I did that for seven years, um, Mm -hmm. and it was really lucrative, and it was a great job, and I bought my first house in Southern California when I was twenty two,
1: which is unheard of in general.
0: It was, uh, and it was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I did, I did that. And then I saw that the market was crashing. So I got out of it and I had this, there was this week period where I kind of got really depressed and I didn't really know what I was going to do. And I didn't have any direction. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I was really nervous because I knew that I couldn't do loans another day um it had sucked the happy red out of me and the market had become so ugly Mm -hmm. uh the things that people were doing to to make commissions um I just couldn't be a part of it it wasn't feeding my soul and it was making me really sad so I went a few days and I laid I laid in bed and I just kind of molded over there were like three days that were seriously you guys it was like me in my underwear like ordering pizza and drinking wine in bed and watching movies and crying and laughing at the same time it was a wreck
1: but, but that, um, that sounds amazing. I mean, I think people need more days like that in their lives.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a big breakthrough. And then um, Aaron, uh, my partner and um, baby daddy um, came in. He came over one morning and he was like, all right, listen. And he just he didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. He didn't push anything on me. He laid in bed next to me and just kind of let me be for like the better part of two days. Um, he just laid there with me and kind of let me go through it Mm -hmm. and when he was when he could tell that I was finally ready to like talk um he said you know you've been in the kitchen for as long as I've known you um and we grew up together and he said you know you're just such a natural um when it comes to food like why don't you consider going to culinary school and it was like it just clicked um so that's what I did I um, I let my house, I let him. I let, I let him foreclose on my house. I didn't even fight for it. Cause I was so over that chapter of my life, mm-hmm. but I let everything go. And I walked away and I went to La Cordon Bleu in Pasadena and, um, and, uh, it was the smartest thing that I could do for myself because it was this completely new chapter where I became a student again, and it was completely different um, than any setting I'd ever been in. And, mm-hmm. and I, loved every second of it, it was some of the hardest work I've ever done, but it was some of the most rewarding um, times of my life. And, and that was kind of how that chapter turned. And so, um, and it was this huge breakthrough and then I was happy again and I was, I was creating mm-hmm. and it felt really, really good. And I haven't missed my life before that a single day. Like there's not a day that goes by. It's like, Oh man, I really wish I was still in real estate. Like, no, it's never happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So following culinary school and I got to do some really cool stuff when mm-hmm. I was in culinary school, I, um, I worked alongside Wolfgang Puck often, and um, I remember there was a time where I forgot my knives, and he was kind enough to let me use his, which I thought for sure was going to be like career suicide. <laughs> <laughs> he was It was at the Oscars. It was like the scariest. I was like, oh, shit, not now. Um, but uh, he was really, really cool about it, and I, I worked with some really amazing people that, um, that really helped form me and let me find my culinary voice. Um, and I got to do some really impressive stuff, being that we were in Southern California. I mean, we did we did a lot of really high end events and I got to be exposed to some really um, amazing things that mm-hmm. otherwise people go their entire lives and don't get to see. So I was really, really fortunate. And um, following culinary school, I worked at a few different hotels. I ran a few restaurants. Um, and then um I went through this really bad breakup with Aaron. And I didn't know what I was going to do because we couldn't be in the same room as each other anymore. It was, it got so awful um, that I packed a duffel bag and I moved to Salt Lake City. As you do. And, you know, just, you just skip dates real quick. And <laughs> and um, yeah, and it was, it was six weeks after I moved to Salt Lake City that um, that I found out that we were having a baby.
1: Ooh. And
0: so if that's not a universal bitch slap. I don't know what it is. <laughs>
1: Um, so, in the kindest, gentlest way. Yes.
0: Yeah. You know, I just, yeah. And so I called him and he was in Chicago. He was working with American Idol and I called him and I said, Hey, we need to talk, but we should probably shouldn't do it over the phone. Um, I want to in Chicago, And he was like, I'm in Chicago for three days. I said, cool. I'm on the next flight out. And so I went to Chicago and we decided that we were going to have a baby and it was awesome and terrifying. And, um, and it was like, right when I thought, I was seriously getting ready to move to Europe and tour the Mediterranean and I was going to cook in six countries for two months at a time. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, I'm going to move back to Norco and be a stay-at-home mom. You know, they're the same. Um, so, so I did that and, uh, and we had Jonah and, um, and that, that kind of turned into me. Um, I started, I, I, didn't work for the first three or four years that he was alive. I just, I stayed home with him and Shay because mm-hmm. I had Shay two and a half years later mm-hmm. And um, and I dedicated all of my time to them, and then um, and then I decided to take some time to kind of break back into it a little bit. So um, so I was a private chef, so I got to pick and choose the events that I took, and so I would just go to mm-hmm. people's houses, dinner parties, and then I started meal prepping for cancer patients. Um, and it was I could still do all of that and manage my own schedule, and uh, and that was really really cool. And then um, and then on a whim one day. Um, we decided to uh, to open Westside Taco Company, and it was a catering company in Southern California. And um, I bought some equipment, and I let people know that we were going to start slinging tacos. And it was received really well because our friends and family um, are insanely supportive, amazing human beings, and everybody had our back and they helped us launch it. And that's uh, that's how this all started.
1: Amazing. I have so many questions and so many points that I think we have to go back to because they're so critical. Uh-huh. So, <clears throat> how old were you when you decided to go to Le Cordon Bleu in Pasadena?
0: 26.
1: 26. And from 26 to starting Westside Taco Company, what was that how many years went by in that time frame?
0: Westside Taco Company was started in uh, we started Westside Taco Company in 2014.
1: So for anyone who's on their personal journey right now, and they realize what they're meant to do, like you realize through the help of Aaron and three days of Netflix and movies and eating in bed, that food was like your thing. So for anyone who's realized what their thing is, and they're frustrated that they're not at their moment yet, like there's time, right? There's all this time between like realizing what your thing is and getting to a place where it it fulfills you and works for you and like it keeps evolving, right? You've had so many stages of what you and food together are.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, my best advice for anybody that might be struggling is a don't ever give up on something that sets your soul on fire ever. Mm -hmm. You hang, you hang on to that. If it makes you feel unlike anything else makes you feel it's because it's the right thing and you have to trust the process. Mm -hmm. And there is no, there is no timeline of success or, You know, it has to happen in this amount of time or it doesn't matter. And your journey isn't anybody else's journey. They are all very different and unique and they're tailored Mm -hmm. for you. And, um, And the universe will work in your favor to make sure that it happens exactly when it's supposed to. So if you feel like it's taking longer than it should, you need to trust that it's part of the process and it will come.
1: Yeah. Yeah, amazing. So you had some really exciting initial work opportunities between working with Wolfgang, between getting to work at the Oscars. How did you go from being in school to suddenly being in all of these high profile uh, situations and with these high profile chefs?
0: I worked really hard when I was in culinary school and because Le Cordon Bleu was kind of like the Harvard of cooking schools um, on the West Coast, uh, we were exposed to, to have opportunities like apprentice opportunities like that. And I took Mm -hmm. every single thing that they would let me do because I wanted to dive in as deep as I could. Mm -hmm. And I I worked really hard. Um, there were, I mean, man, I was, uh, when I was in culinary school, like, I mean, I didn't turn anything down if it was available, if it was available for a one-time event, I was there. Mm -hmm. Um, I was living in Chino. And I was going to school in Pasadena and I was bartending in uptown Whittier. So I was in my car on average six hours a day and I was going to school 40 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And I was bartending full time. So on average, I was getting like three hours of sleep a night. Um, And on the days where my body probably just really needed some downtime, I was Mm -hmm. taking events like that. I was taking anything I could because I wanted to get as much experience as I could because it went by so fast.
1: Yeah. How did you sustain yourself living like on that schedule? Because I think... I mean, one of the things that I admire so much about you, and there's so many, but one of them is that there is no doubt in anyone's mind that you work your ass off. Like you are, you are a hustler in like the best definition of that word because you're so committed and you believe so much in it. And, you know, for better or worse, you're like, no, we're doing it. I got this. Let's go. Let's go. Like, you know how to like hustle and fight and push through things. So when you're living on three hours of sleep and you're working 40 hours a week and you're in the car six hours and you're bartending, like what do you do to physically and mentally sustain that? Or is it just, is your process just step on the gas until there's no more gas and you'll figure it out then?
0: It is absolutely my approach. (laughs) (laughs) It's to a fault too. People are like, girl, do you ever dial it down? And um, yeah, like sometimes you, that's what happens. Sometimes you just run out of gas. And I knew mm-hmm. when I was in culinary school, first of all, I was younger, so my body could take it right like yeah. I wasn't, you know, I'm 40 now. Um, I don't think I'd probably be able to keep going like that anymore. But um, but I mean and it was uh, and it was just the adrenaline of knowing mm-hmm. that there wasn't an end game it wasn't for forever it was just for right now. Yeah. Um like, this isn't this isn't how the rest of my life looks but right now this is what it's going to take to make this great. Mm-hmm. And um and so it was the it was knowing that there was something bigger at the end of it. Um, yeah. that, put, that was able to push through a, a lot a ton of caffeine helped. Oh my god. <laughs> so much i mean then there were days where i'd be getting off on fair oaks to go to school and i would pull up to a stoplight and i would have a car next to me honking because i had fallen asleep behind the wheel which was super dangerous Mm -hmm. like my body was trying to shut down but you know you you do what you have to do to make it you know it was a Mm -hmm. sprint and um and at the end of it um it all none of it was for naught
1: yeah for for sure. sure for sure i i think that you know there's um a book. I' Jordan. You have to Google this one too. There's a. She's my not just my audio engineer, but my Googling sidekick, which I really appreciate. Um, I there's a, a philosophy out there that when you're in your 20s, there's so much that you should emphasize on saying yes to things, taking risks, just doing it, and not worrying about necessarily what it's for. But like, it does it isn't it going to expand your window of opportunities and your windows of experience? And I think you're a great example of like saying yes to all of it, like, and no one has a straight path, right? Like you go from Oscars no. to this, to that, and over here and um, like, you don't need to have that, that, that five year, 10 year vision. It's like, no, what do you want to do right now to get to the next step in front of you right now? Because you don't know what it is, but you know that there's another stone after that one.
0: Yeah. It's- yeah. No. Ab- absolutely. Um. And I, you know, the the process is always. I mean, it's a very, it's a very windy road. There's going to be a lot of forks, and there's going to be a lot of. Uh, sometimes you go backwards. Yeah. Um. Uh, but as long as as long as you don't stop moving, right? They mm-hmm. say that no it doesn't matter how slow you go, as long as you don't stop.
1: Yes. Um, Sharks or I tortoises. To
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm a yeah. big and I'm a believer. in, um, you know, again, like you said, you know, there doesn't have to be this definite timeline. Um, you know, you, it's good to have a plan in your head of what you'd like it to look like, but you have to be flexible on that. Um, I'm yeah. more I'm more a fan of the vision board yes. than I am a five year plan. Yeah, um, absolutely. And um, and if you can see it and it's something that you can constantly remind yourself of, um, there's there's nothing that you can't have.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, when you be- so you went from Oscars to Wolfgang to private chef. I've had the yeah. pleasure of of having a Amber Amos private chef moment at my house, which was delicious. Um, and that's the other thing I want to speak to real quick. Um, yes, your current company is Westside Taco Company. And whoever's listening and thinking like, oh, I know what tacos are like. No, you don't. You do not know what tacos are like until you've had Westside Tacos. Because you put the most ridiculous, beautiful, delicious combinations together. We are like... I never thought that should be in a taco or ever thought that it could be. And now I can't live my life without this in my taco. So like, how did, how did you go about approaching something that people think they know and completely reinventing it and blowing people's minds?
0: Um. So, you know, about the risk thing, like they just, you know, the, the reason, you know, it goes back to like the saying yes to everything you, mm-hmm. you miss all the shots you don't take. Yeah. At the end, at the end of the day, hey, dude, not everything's gonna work, but you keep throwing stuff out there, mm-hmm. and um, and I like I like to do things, like sometimes I'll go on a vacation and I'll have something that'll be like, damn, like the other day when, or not the other day, but a few months ago when we threw the Thai curry chicken taco on the menu, right? It was because I wanted Thai food really bad and I couldn't leave. Yeah. And um, and so I called one of my cooks that was coming in, and I said, hey, do me a favor, stop by the store and get coconut milk, get ginger. Get um red curry paste um get and I like to rattle off a bunch of ingredients and I'm like come here we're gonna play kitchen wars <laughs> that, that Thai curry taco I mean as unconventional as it sounds it's one of my best sellers uh, so you just um you have to get tricky with it mm-hmm. um I think that the base the base that makes us different is that it's not very often you can have an heirloom handmade corn tortilla mm-hmm. um. I mean, in, in LA, you know, you get, you get a lot more of them, but, um, you know, especially like here, they just, it's just hard to find a handmade tortilla. And mm-hmm. so that's the basis of everything. And, um, and I leave it up for interpretation. Like, you know, we went through this phase where we're really into barbecuing, um, mm-hmm. and I've got this Traeger that's beautiful. And so we started smoking brisket yeah. that we would break. And my, uh, the blueberry chipotle brisket taco that we have is hands down the Redmond favorite. Yeah. Um, so we're just, we're constantly changing stuff. You know, the Buffalo chicken taco came cause we wanted wings. Um, we were on this, uh, we were on this Cuban food kick and, uh, <laughs> started doing a lot of flavors like that, mm-hmm. but it changed all the time. Um, and like I said, you know, there are, there are some things where we're like, ah, okay. That wasn't the greatest you guys, but, um, but it's just about, it's about throwing stuff out there and seeing what'll stick, um, and just, and keeping it fun. It's gotta be fun.
1: Yeah. And, and, um. I'm glad that you said that because when I think of you, besides your energy and your hustle and like that you radiate love, like no one I've ever met before, um, like fun is the other word, because like to me, it's so impressive that you're able to deal with whatever life throws at you, whether it is just life, whether it is work, whether it is um, things that come up with your kids, you um, your family, and you approach everything with so much gratitude and like, a all right, this is what we're doing now. Let's do it. And let's do it with a smile. And I'm I'm sure that that's not how you're feeling inside all the time. Um, So what is it really like? And how do you keep coming back to a place where you either are happy or show up as happy as and as you do?
0: I struggle a lot. Mm -hmm. I want, I mean, if if there's any illusion that like I don't go through my shit like everybody else does, and I've got a lot of it. There's a lot on my plate Mm -hmm. most of the time. And there's a lot of pressure and a lot of people that depend on me. Um, I cry in the car, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Don't trip, but I try to um sometimes you just have to fake it till you make it, right? Like you're gonna have to force a smile and know that like no matter how bad it might be right now, it is going to get better and nothing is permanent. Um. So you know, I try to. Uh, I try to really not take myself so seriously. Sometimes. And yeah. it's, It's a struggle, but um, but you you have to. You can't dwell on on all the stuff that's not going your way. Sometimes you just have to let all that go and just focus on the things that are. Even if it's just one or two things, and they might be so simple, mm-hmm. like, damn, my coffee was really good this morning, and that lady was <laughs> nice that gave it to me, and you just kind of hold that for a while. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> And then, you know, if you can, if you can smile, I know it's infectious. Like if you can smile, and you can, you can create that kind of environment for people around you. Then eventually, mm-hmm. it becomes real. Yeah,
1: faking it till you make it, yo. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've been up in Oregon how long now? Um, uh, it'll be two years in June. Amazing. So you made the big uh, and bold decision to your almost two years ago to move from Southern California up to um, Central Oregon. Is that the right term? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What what prompted that? And um, how has it been going making that that transition?
0: It was gnarly. Um, so we decided that we um, I was very clear um with Aaron, when we started the family, that I didn't want to raise my kids in Southern California. Mm-hmm. I grew up outside, um, and you know, we we fished, we hiked, we camped. We yeah. Um, so, and I want my boys to have that. And this, I'm in like God's country. This is like America's playground. There is there are so many lakes, and such great rock climbing and cycling. And I've got beautiful snow and great desert mm-hmm. and beautiful lakes and forests. Um, And I just want my boys to have that, you know, especially with the way that society is going. Everybody's got a tablet in their face all the time. Mm -hmm. Nobody's talking to each other. Everybody's so disconnected. Um, that I really want my boys to be able to put their hands in the earth, right? Get get their hands in the dirt and um, and just be and be connected and grounded. And there was no way that we were going to be able to do that, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. hard enough to keep up. With the cost of living and it's just stressful. And so it started with uh Aaron had never been to Oregon before. Wow. And I said I just kinda wanna sh- I know, right? And uh, he'd <laughs> been for the final, but not, I mean he'd been to like Portland. And I'm like, that's not Oregon, dude. Like yeah. it's like the LA of no, stop it. That's not you're missing it. <laughs> so it started with a trip up here. And we spent a few days here and he was like, wow. And I said, okay, listen, like it's, and he was really apprehensive because his family's down there. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have family down there. I have family here too. But I just said, you know, if we want the quality of life that I want to give these boys, like I said, even if we went for a little while and came back, yeah. Um, I, just, I said, we. it's something that in, in my heart, I, I have to do. It's yeah. not even a, not even a want, it's more of a need at this point. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the option for, for a healthy environment for the boys. And so um, so Westside Taco Company was a catering company in Southern California, mm-hmm. and we were really fortunate. We gained a lot of notoriety right away. Um, so the L.A. Times does something called um, the, uh, called Taco Landia, mm-hmm. and it, they call it the Oscars of street food. Jonathan Gold, may he rest in peace, he, that's what he called it, um, because he said it was just the best of the best of the best. And 150 restaurants compete, 15,000 people come, um, our Carnitas Tacos, so it's a curated event, you have to be invited. Okay. And I saw this happening and I called the LA times and I said, Hey, like you have no idea who I am. Neither does anybody else. We're only four months old. And I said, listen, I'm going to send you some links. Like I would love to compete in this if you guys would have us. And she said, it's a curated event. So you have to be invited. And I was like, Oh man, I said, well, can you send my information to the curator and just see if you would even be willing to consider us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I swear to God, you guys, the next day i got a phone call and she said he looked at your website he read your reviews he looked at your pictures um we would like to have you and i cried the happiest tears i I had to pull over i was losing my shit (laughs) yeah yeah uh, i was i dude i was freaking out like it was such a huge deal Mm -hmm. and we went and we competed and i remember it being like the most exciting day of my life and um and our carnitas taco took second place in the people's choice category out of all of those restaurants and it
1: was huge. That's amazing. Uh,
0: yeah, it felt like such a huge win. We were so excited. And it was so much fun. And there were so many people there. And I got to see a lot of chefs I went to culinary school with. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them were like food, food reporters. And some were competing. And it was just really cool to be there. I had a couple culinary instructors that were there competing. And it was rad. And uh, anyway, so that turned into... Um, it kind of opened up some doors for us, and then mm-hmm. and then they wrote a couple of real, they did a couple of really nice write ups. Um, I did a couple of uh, of um, cooking segments on some news, some morning news channels, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of open up the door to some exposure. And then we got a call from Showtime, um, and they had heard through word of mouth that um, that we were doing something special, and they invited us to cater the TCA awards. Uh, the television critics uh, association awards. Mm -hmm. And so it's all the big networks. It's a huge red carpet event. And um, I got a call from this lady named Ina that I'd never met before. And Mm -hmm. she said, we heard that you guys know what you're doing. Um, If you'd like to come in for an interview, I need you to come in and feed my staff. And if we think that you're good enough, um, we'll ask you to come. And so I was like, time and place. She's like, tomorrow. I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) All right. No pressure so sweaty and nervous and um and we got the job and it was and it was great um and so that just uh you know that and it was we never spent a penny on marketing it was all word of mouth and Mm -hmm. pretty soon like kind of from jump street we were booked out um weeks in advance and then that turned into months in advance and so when we decided to move to Oregon Mm -hmm. um like we had a crazy celebrity clientele um Like I did, I did some of the, like, we've, we've done some really, um, some really, really big names. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, and so we had gained all this momentum that we worked so hard to have. And when we decided to move to Oregon, we walked away from it. And people were like, you're insane. Who does that? You worked so hard to build this, but I felt like if I could that market, I could do it anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So here's what went down. So (laughs) I came up here and I was scouting property and I didn't know what we were gonna do. First, I wanted—I wasn't even gonna be West Side Taco Company, I was gonna open a breakfast restaurant. And then I was like, ah, oh God, but tacos, man, because they're my favorite thing. Uh-huh. And, um, and so I looked at all this stuff and I met with the guy from the city and his name's Chuck and he's from Los Feliz and he's got two boys and he moved here to get away from LA. And I was like, oh my God, did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> really cool. and, uh, and so I was looking at all these places and then I figured, okay, Food carts and food trucks here are a really big deal. Yeah. And um and it's the cheapest, most cost effective way from A to B. And so I said, Maybe I'll just open a food cart. He goes, Dude, there's this new tap house that's gonna open on Sixth Street, right downtown in Redmond. And this guy named Steve Anderson owns it. It's Cobalt Brewing. He's gonna call it the Vault Tap House. He's looking for food. He hasn't even broke ground yet. I wanna hook you guys up. And so I met this guy mm-hmm. and um we hit it off right away. Him and his wife, Heather, they're great people. And he was like, dude, we would totally love to have you. And so he invited me to be his food um, at his tap house before he ever had the food. And like, we kind of locked it in. He said, just based on what I've read online, like you're in. And I was like, cool. Mm -hmm. So he said, okay, we're going to, we're going to shoot to open in September. And I was like, okay, I'll start gearing up. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I had told Aaron, okay, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to build a food I'm gonna get it up and running. I need you to run Westside here so that we still have an income. And mm-hmm. then when the time is right, you come and uh, and we'll just go all in on this thing. And so that was all good. And I catered this uh, this high profile wedding in, uh, in June. And uh, I wanna say it was June uh, 20, 20th. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get a call from Steve and he goes, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, it's going great, dude. What's going on? And he goes, uh, so." little slight change in plans. And I said, what's up? And he goes, we open July 29th. <laughs> and I said, I'm sounded like, you just said that you're going to open in 30 days. Hang on a second, dude. Like, am I being punked? And he was like, no, 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 we're doing it. I need you to get here and build that food cart. And I'm like, Oh
1: God. <laughs> all right. Oh my goodness.
0: So yeah. So we catered this wedding on a Saturday night and Sunday morning, I packed a backpack full of clothes. I threw all the boys toys within reason. Mm-hmm. Um, catering trailer i grabbed my catering equipment i loaded up and we drove here um i found uh i found a cart in um corvallis that my stepmom bless her heart was nice enough to go pick up for me um they hired a contractor when i got here he had already started working on it um and over the next 25 days we built this thing we got permits we got licensing i passed all my health inspections we got this thing on site no shit we opened on the 29th. Mm-hmm. I pulled this thing onto the lot on the 28th and was like, hopefully everything works. <laughs> um, and we went and we went live. And so it was this crazy rat race to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And it was not like I was here. My best friend, Misty came with me. Um, she stayed with me for the first two months that I was here Um, and was just such a blessing. She was a natural, total kitchen assassin. Mm -hmm. Um, My ride or die, like, I mean, we worked 17 hour days, seven days a week. My poor boys sat on the patio at the vault in the hundred degree heat in the summertime all day, every day, because I had no babysitting for them. Mm -hmm. Um, They were patient and awesome and totally understanding. And how old Um, were they at that time? They were uh, five and seven. Yeah. Um, I, Shay was actually, Shay was still four. He hadn't turned five yet. Um, and they were just little rock stars about it and they were miserable, but they didn't put it on me. They mm-hmm. knew that I was doing what I had to do and they were really, really cool about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Aaron came up six weeks later and, um, and then we let, um, we let some of our employees, um, run the day-to-day on West side down there because they had a hand in helping build the company too. And it was, it, it gave them something that they could be proud of that they had, you know, had some ownership in. Yeah. Um, and that, and that was that, and here we are. And then, so that was in July we opened, um, I got a call from the bin bulletin in, um, October that said we had voted, uh, we'd been voted best of, I said, by whom? <laughs> I don't even know who we are yet, dude. Like we're, we're not in bin, we're in Redmond and we're in this little, we're on this patio on the back of this patio, backing up to an alley. Like if you blink, you miss us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had no. And I said, by whom? Like, who who even knows that we're here? And she goes, the public. You've been voted best of by the public. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and we took third place. What?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, there's so much about your story in general about how when you jump all in and you're like, yes, yes, yes. Like the universe keeps coming and it comes hot, right? Like, it's like, are you ready? Are you really ready? Do you really want this? Like, all right, let's go. And so the fact that you're able to approach it with like just saying yes about it and just going for it is amazing. And and so many people say no or not yet or not now or I can't because of whatever normal rationale that they put on it. And this is a, an amazing example to be like, guys, whatever sounds reasonable or normal, like throw out the window, like give it up, give it up. Because on the other side of giving that up is this amazing, wild, lovely life that you can have, but you can't have it if you're sitting in like this makes sense. Like it, ju- it just doesn't work. Yeah,
0: there's a, there's not a whole lot of logic going on in this brain of mine. <laughs> That's so <laughs> not true. That is so not true. <laughs> More of it. And well, and that's the thing, you know. Like I said, you miss all the shots you don't take. So what mm-hmm. I've learned over time is that it's okay if it doesn't work out, dude. Not everything works out. You know how many times I have and face planted? Oh my gosh! If I had a dollar, dude, I'd be retired. <laughs> it's about, but it's about you keep taking the shots and you do it without fear. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to yeah. Maybe shake out the way it's supposed to but like the the act of doing it and Mm -hmm. staring it in the face or grabbing it by the horns and wrestling it to the ground like that's the part of it that's fun
1: that's the living Um, part
0: yeah dude that's what makes your heart beat that's that blood running through your that's being alive um so so yeah you just uh i mean if anybody's doubting anything and you have the means to to take the shot take Mm -hmm. the shot Dude, You're not going to be you're not you're never going to look back and be like, oh, I wish I hadn't been that ballsy. Like, are you kidding? No. You're going to look back and be like, I'm so glad I did that because it made me braver and it made me not afraid to take the next shot. And the one after that and the one after that. Keep pushing.
1: Well, and you're also an amazing example of when you are brave and you do say yes. And you and what the like, you don't need to have it figured out. Just go. The universe comes back and keeps being like, here's a reward. Thank you for playing. Like, yeah, like she's, she's beautiful like that. Yeah, she she. Um, what's the quote of like she favors favors the risk or favors the brave? Mm-hmm. You'll have to Google that one too, Jordan. Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, we're gonna have to look that
1: up. Put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing to speak to about your location and and to to qualify, um, how, like finding you guys. When Jesse and I went up to Oregon for the eclipse with a bunch of our friends, we're literally on your street. Didn't know it was your <laughs> street. <laughs> for me. Five doors <laughs> down. We walked right past where your um the t- the truck was. We're calling totally. you like, I think we're in your town. And you're like, yep. And we're, we're GPSing. I'm like, no fucking way. And you just walked yeah. in the door. Like you walked in the door where we were having dinner, having a shitty taco. I won't say where. We, and then we were like. Um, yeah, you guys were five doors down from yes. me having tacos. I almost died laughing. Yeah. So we left and then went and ate more tacos at your place because we were like, oh, my God. Yes. If we can have one, we're having one. It's like once you have a West Side Taco, like every other taco actor is like, no, oh, like. Oh. It's like, I don't know. Do I want to have like the best night of my life or do I want to sit at home and read? And granted, I love reading. So that for me is like very exciting. But that's the comparison for most people.
0: Or I could go sit at the DMV. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Like, it's okay. You'll make it. But is that really the pizzazz you want in your life? Not really. Not really. I, also, I think it also just speaks to like, you know, we, we talked on like the universe giving you breadcrumbs to to tell you that you're on in the right place and you're doing the right thing. Like, keep going. Like it's, it's half reassurance and um, like affirmation, like, yes, you're doing the right thing. But then there's also people in your life who just keep showing up and it's amazing. And you're one of those people for me, like just the fact that we were in Oregon in two seconds and we saw you, we got to see you guys, I think twice or three times when we were there. Um, yeah, it's just so nice when the universe is like, yes, you guys are supposed to, you guys have things for each other, stick together. You're like, yes, I will. Um, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. One of the things that I'm most happy about since you've made the um, transition to Oregon is seeing how much time you and your boys are spending outside and doing those things you went there for. Like you are still running a million miles an hour. And I think. Like me, there's just certain people that there's like two speeds. It's like in bed eating or it's like racing so fast you can't see anyone. Um, and like to see you posting on Instagram and on Facebook and it's like you're having an entire day, like a day that you are outside with the boy is just like amazed at how beautiful it is. And I don't ever remember seeing that pop up when you guys were down here.
0: No, it's um, it is so. Hey, my stepmom's here. Speaking of <laughs> Speaking of it, got up the wind got my trailer. Oh, hey, girl, hey! Um, <laughs> no, it, um, hi, mama. <laughs> hey, I'm in the sorry, I'm in the middle of an interview. I'm so sorry. Oh, hi, I'm money. in the middle of a podcast interview. Oh, say hi. Hi. Hey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just came by to say hi, sweetie. I love you. Thank I'm you gonna get boy. out and hug you. Well, talk. You. Um
0: This is powerful so, ladies
1: attracting more powerful ladies. It's perfect.
0: I love it. This one. <laughs> She owns Osteo Strong and Bend. It's a bone density charging clinic, and she is a master at what she does.
1: Whoa, that is a serious job she's got right there.
0: Pretty big deal.
1: That's funny. I wish I was recording that entire thing visually. That'd be amazing.
0: <laughs> and we're back. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So, um, what was I saying? Two speeds, fast. Oh, they, they, they um... uh, being, being outside with my boys mm-hmm. it has been the most amazing thing I'm so blessed to be able to do that kind of stuff with them and mm-hmm. um you know you just you make the time for mm-hmm. the things that matter and I mean we've had whole days where we've seen four waterfalls in a day yeah or we hiked we've hiked three different spots or we floated the river and jumped in the lake and you know played played outside um and I couldn't I couldn't do that when I was there. And I don't know if it's that I couldn't do it, or if I just, it was just a different life. Um, I think I was so busy trying to get from A to B, or maybe I had convinced myself that there wasn't time for stuff like that. I don't know where it came from, but we've made a lot of time for it now. And Mm -hmm. um, it it is the best feeling ever, because there's one thing that you get so much different parenting advice. Everybody's an expert. Nobody has the same thing to say. Mm-hmm. I found that there's only one thing that everybody agrees on, and it's, it goes by really, really fast. Yeah. Um, so it has been, um, it has been such a huge blessing to be able to play outdoors with them. I taught them how to fish
1: last summer, and it was rad. That's so awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, they're I'm gonna learn how to snowboard this week. I'm gonna take them up, um, and uh, and I'm gonna teach them, and I'm super super
1: excited. So one of the other big things that made you go up to Oregon was so that you could have the, the work-life balance you wanted, uh, and not have all the financial pressure that you had down here. Is, correct. Yeah. So yes, absolutely, I know that for a lot of people who are, who are thinking about taking the leap from, you know, what would be considered safe work, right? Like either a corporate career or a regular nine to five or working for somebody else when you, Are debating taking the risk of doing your own thing and not knowing if any money is ever going to show up. Um, It prevents a lot of people from doing what they have to do. And I think it's just that's like the first step of bravery for you, right? Like the fact that you actually just were like, we're doing it because we can. But then to also be brave and say, I know we can make this work and we can make it work better when like we make a choice that allows the money to go farther, like to make it stretch so that every hour isn't required to have basic survival.
0: Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, and you, and You know what i didn't do what i didn't do was i didn't worry myself into submission or i didn't let money be the reason that it talked me out of it Mm -hmm. i figured hey if this thing tanks um you know i can always go sell cars, or i'll go get a job at a restaurant or i'll bartend and i'll you know work you know an office job or i'll do i'll do whatever it takes Mm -hmm. um i wasn't going to let that prevent me from taking the leap yeah Um, and uh and we're just uh we're really blessed because this community is so insanely supportive um, we have been welcomed with open arms. And it was funny when I first moved here, um, I had a couple of people telling me, you better get rid of those California plates, girl. They're going to hate you. <laughs> hey, I'm from Roseburg. I'm an Oregonian first. Like, hang on a second, dude. I'm not from, not from here. Like, don't, and don't, don't do that. People aren't yeah. like that. People are good by nature, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, and I was, I was a little nervous, um, that it would be like, you know, there and there were a couple of people that came that were like, oh, whatever, LA. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's like you know you you can't be for everybody and i kind of like that um but uh but yeah like these people have been so supportive and the thing that i get the most and it's you know without our customers we're nothing Mm -hmm. um these these people are the reason that i get to do what i love the most um it's because they are accepting and appreciative um you know, two or three days a week, I get customers that come in that tell me just thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. And thank you for not opening and bend when you could have when everybody else would. Mm -hmm. Thank you for saving something good for Redmond. Like you're, you're the best thing that's happened to us in a long time. And it's like the finest compliment you can be paid. Um, and then it just makes me want to try that much harder to bring them something better. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, if you, you know, if you do what you love, they say you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Or if you do what you love, the money takes care of itself. And, you know, that's not always the case. But, um, but if you, you have to believe, you Mm -hmm. have to believe and have to trust, you have to trust. Yeah. Um, there has to be some, you you leap knowing that the net will appear. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, and usually if you're driven and you've got, you've got a solid plan Mm -hmm. and, um, and you're, you're ready, you're ready for the hurdles and the waves that are going to come. Um, there's usually not too many things you can't get through. Yeah. And, and the money will take care of itself. So, um, I just, I refuse to let that be a fear factor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, as a very powerful lady, um, where do you go for your, your source of inspiration, whether it's like people or spirituality or blogs or family, like where do you keep going back to, to, um, m- like maintain your power and be able to keep going?
0: Uh, my boys really, um, are the driving force behind a lot of things that I do. Um, it's, it's for them. Mm -hmm. I want to set an example that they don't have to be, um, afraid of anything that they can do anything. Yeah. And so I have to lead by example. Um, you know, it was funny. We went to Blue Pool, which is this, uh, beautiful place that locals will probably kill me for saying this
1: (laughs) because it's like, we won't tell you where it is. Yeah.
0: And I forgot what it was called, even though I just said, um, (laughs) it's this one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life. And this water Mm -hmm. is crystal clear and it's 30 something feet deep and you can see right to the bottom. It is aqua. I'll text you a picture of it. It is the most insane. Um, and so, um, People will jump in it, and the water's freezing. Mm-hmm. It is freezing cold, and it's this gnarly. It's a four mile hike in, and then there are these crazy rock switchbacks that you have to climb over to get down to the water. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's a it's a wicked hike. And my boys take it like champs, man. Like <laughs> they're like, hell no, that's too far. So um, or like just climbing over these huge rocks and traversing this crazy terrain that's really slippery. They're like, no, dude, I'll see you. I'll stay here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we went a few times, and Jonah really wanted to jump in. Yeah. And we got there, he got stage fright and he was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. I said, no, you can though. That's the thing. Like you just have to do it. It's the first one's going to be the hardest and then it's going to get easier and easier. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the last time that we went was over summer and, uh, but it was like at the end of summer, like it had already started getting cold. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I was in jeans and a tank top and some Birkenstocks and we got down there and he was like, mom, I really want to jump in. And I saw it as an opportunity to show him how to be brave and mm-hmm. to not let, I, I said, you're supposed to be scared. That's, that's the part. It's not about being scared. It's about being scared, but letting the bravery outweigh the fear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, um, he was like, jump in mom.
1: <laughs> You've been served. Yeah. Uh, tou-
0: touche. And, uh, and I did in jeans and, um, and it was crazy. I've never, <laughs> yo, I've never experienced <laughs> anything colder in my life. So it sucked the oxygen right out of my lungs and I couldn't breathe
1: oh yeah mm-hmm.
0: and so I'm I'm like egg beater right like uh-huh. I'm kicking stay afloat, and, I, and he's like mom are you okay and she's like mom are you okay and I'm like Never. better, Never better. <laughs> <laughs> so it was so funny because like and there was this group of people that were there and they were watching they were like damn mom go okay. ahead and I'm like <laughs> cannot catch my breath dude I'm like this is how I die okay all right Hey, way to, way to be cool. but <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it was, I knew that he was, it was, I had to lead by example. And so I got out and I survived and it was like the coldest hike back because my jeans were freezing and whatever. Oh yeah.
1: On. I'm just but, worried about hey. friction with, at that point. I'm like, Ooh, rashes.
0: Right. And so but at that point, in that very moment, I was a superhero to them. Yeah. And um and it was like, damn, mom's a badass. <laughs> and uh and so like it's funny too because when Jonah talks about it, sometimes you're like, whatever, dude, my mom jumped into the blue pool. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there, it's terrible. Um <laughs> so, anyway, I it's it's stuff it's stuff like that, you mm-hmm. know. Um they're they're really, really big inspirations. I turned to the powerful woman in my life, like you and my mm-hmm. mom. And my aunt and my sister, and um, and I've got these women around me that are such spiritual gangsters um that remind me and they show me I'm constantly learning from other people. And it's people yep. like you that that remind me that um that there's so much, there's so much inspiration and there's so much to to be grateful for. Um mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, man, I read, um, so I, I do the book on tape when I'm in my car. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now now I'm into the girl, wash your face. Oh, I love that book. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, She's my Twitter poll buddy. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, you just, you need to understand. And like, you know, there are times where like, I feel defeated. Like I can't win. Like these last Mm -hmm. few weeks, um, have been, have been a test and it seems like every single thing in my life that can go wrong lately Mm -hmm. has. Mm -hmm. and i felt like i was gonna have a nervous breakdown more than once you know i i almost had one this morning to be honest before i got here when you guys called me and i was like okay i'll be right there hold on putting out fires yeah um uh it's we've had a lot of uh there's been a lot of death and tragedy and stress and um and a lot of things have been falling apart and on the days that i feel like i can't push on i i stop and i think about all the other powerful women in my life and um and I remind myself that everybody has their shit. You can't control yeah. all the things that happen to you, but you can control how you react to those things. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to exercise my right to breathe deep and yeah. know that again, it's not for forever. It's just for right now. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, um. so I take it and it's, and it's amazing what, what children can teach you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I learned, I learned so much from them every day and that, um, and that's, it's just stuff like that that keeps me going.
1: Yeah. And, and I think like one of the most, powerful things that you can do for yourself is to give yourself grace like to give yourself like it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling it's okay for it to feel like like today is the worst day you've ever had like that's okay like it's not about the um it's being authentic that's going to actually allow you to get through all of the stuff versus pretending it's not happening Last right. night, we hosted a powerful ladies and um, Doterra uh, manifesting workshop where I brought the manifesting program and they brought the oils that can support the emotional journey through that. And it was amazing. So I would that would be a really fun thing actually to to do up there with you as like a an event. But one of the things that we did was we had a um, I had everyone review 2018 and and split the year into two buckets, love and lessons. And I'm like, listen, we're going to come from the place that there is nothing like bad is like not a real word. Like life either gives you love or it gives you a lesson. And it sucks that to like think about that way sometimes because you want to be able to blame something about like, no, that really sucked. And you're like, yeah, it did. And like, what can you find in it? Because it'll start changing all of it. And it's so hard to think about that when you're in the moment, you're like, no, I just don't want to feel this way anymore. I want this shit to stop. Like, it's it's hard there but like there's something so powerful about stepping back and being like exactly like you said what am i grateful for what's working the sun's gonna come up tomorrow i've had all these amazing people in my life i will figure out why this happened or what i gained from it later but right now it's like let's like keep digging we gotta keep going
0: take it on the chin and move on
1: yeah enough people don't do it
0: (laughs) Well, and it's hard. you know, especially we've been conditioned to, to do exactly what you just said. We've been conditioned to want to place blame or there has to be some tangible Mm -hmm. reason or source behind the shit show that can come your way. And, um, and, and that's just, that's a conditioned behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, and and there doesn't have to be, that's the thing. Yeah. And it took, what, 38 years to figure it out? Um, and I still, you know, it's a lesson I, it's a lesson I have to keep learning all the time, but yeah, like, um, it uh things happen things happen to you exactly they they happen they happen at you they happen to you and um and again you know you can't control what comes your way to a certain extent Mm -hmm. uh, but you control how you react to it yeah Uh, and that's been that's been my biggest um my biggest uh focus on growth is to is to stop being so effective
1: Mm -hmm. yeah for sure um you know, obviously a lot of the topics that are revolving around women lately are between the Me Too movement and women's rights and just all of that. Like how much of that is, is do you think about is, is your life, um, are you participating in or concerned about, or how does that look from your perspective in, in, in your world?
0: Um, I love that, uh, that women, I mean, and it sounds so cheesy to say, but like that women are finally finding a voice and standing up for themselves. Mm-hmm. um, I don't, I try not to concern myself, uh, honestly, and this gets me in a lot of hot water with people. Mm -hmm. I try to stay out of politics. Yeah. Um, It just doesn't, it doesn't serve me well. Um, I have a lot of questions. Yes. Um, But I try, (laughs) I don't believe all the bullshit that I'm fed. Mm But I, so I, so I stay, I try to stay away from it. Um, It's not a, it's not depositing into my spiritual bank account. It seems like it only withdraws. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, I, I love, I love that people, um, I love that women are coming together now to, um, to speak out, um, and that they have this voice and that they aren't backing down. I think Mm -hmm. it's great. Um, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing. It's been a long time coming you've always had those women that have, right always been the ones that are going to be like no fuck what you're saying dude this is who I am yeah um and I and I love that but now that now that it's it's opening up avenues for women that maybe were afraid Mm to themselves before to do it now I I love it dude yeah I, I love everything I love everything about it I think it's great it's the next step
1: so one of the things that um I think I'm also a little bit controversial about my opinion about a lot of that stuff right now because I certainly am not creating powerful ladies to be uh, you know, as some people would say, like a feminazi platform, like that's not what it is, we're, Like We're even going to have like men, or exes or whatever, whatever you are on the spectrum on this podcast and, and showcased. Um, but one of the things that I keep coming back to, and I'm curious about your perspective as a mother of boys is, with so much attention on empowering women. Like what's happening to the male, the future male generations that are experiencing that? Is it something to be concerned about? So how do you as a powerful woman, like what are you taking into consideration raising your boys? And do you see that there being a backlash of uh, swinging over to the women's side and then missing out the opportunity to foster and nurture all the amazing men and boys that are in the world as well?
0: No, it doesn't scare me or concern me at all. Um, My boys are strong and capable yeah. And, and they know, they know what's real. They know what's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are confident and they are loving and they are well-rounded human beings. So uh, whatever threat that may pose to somebody else, it's not going to affect them. Perfect. Um, I don't, I don't think that it has to be mm-hmm. a threat. I don't think there has to be like one side loses something because the other side's gaining something. And when people and for people to start to focus on that kind of divide, that's that shit right there. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Yep. Um, we can just all grow, right? We can grow and everybody wins. That's the thing. Totally agree. Um, yeah. So um, I need everybody to, to stop, to start, maybe just put, put the pin down and stop taking score so much. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Like the, just, the score should and, be like, are you okay? I'm okay. Awesome. We're winning.
0: Hey, look at us. We're all okay.
1: High five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: More, more of that. Um, no, but you know, I don't, I don't know if, if that's, if that's a concern, it's not one that's ever crossed my mind.
1: Amazing. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, so what's next for Westside Taco and what's next for you?
0: Break and mortar, break and mortar. Woo! I submitted all my restaurant plans to the city. They're probably a disaster. They'll have questions. <laughs> if I can, if I don't have answers, I'll find one of my smarter friends to answer for me. Um so. <laughs> Yeah. I submitted restaurant plans where uh, we're gearing up for something for hopefully late, uh, late summer. Yeah. um, It's a, it's kind of suicide here to open anything in the winter because it's so slow. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to strike while the iron's hot. Um, I am waiting for them to get back to me next week just so we can start looking at, um, at plans. So I want to open a restaurant mm-hmm. and um, you know what central Oregon doesn't have, they don't have a bottomless brunch buffet.
1: Yeah
0: anywhere you know they call it brunch it's all a la carte. and I'm like nah bitches that's expensive breakfast Try, quit trying to dress it up mm-hmm. um I hear brunch and I think I can have all the snacks and mimosas um so I like your style right <laughs> <laughs> so, so they don't have it doesn't they have it like on if you go to like pronghorn or like you go to eagle crest you go to like one of the golf resorts like they'll have it like on mother's day right or easter mm-hmm. but that's All you get. Um, West Side is going to grow. You know, having a food truck, you can only do so many things because you only have so much space. Um, And I want to really flare out the menu. I want big seafood dishes. I want big appetizers. I want really sexy desserts. Um, Everything. I work with my local farmers. Everything Mm -hmm. changes seasonally based on what's good and local. so much stuff that I want to share. Um, I, I go through these stages where I feel really stagnant. Like I get so sick. That's why the tacos change. And then you'll see some crazy funky stuff on the menu, right? Because I yeah. get so bored. I'm like, I can't do it another day. And so I'll just, uh, I'll just throw something wild on the menu and be like, Hey, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Most of the stuff works, which is good. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we want to, I really want to be able to showcase, um, these local ingredients, um, in such a beautiful and refined way, but something that's not pretentious. Yep. Uh, the approachable still re- relatable. Um, and, uh, and not arrogant at all. And then on the weekends, um, I really want to take all of my flavors, you know, chilies mm-hmm. and honey and salts and cheeses. And I want to take all those South American and Latin flavors. And I want to be able to transform them into dishes that we know and love that we grew up on. Mm-hmm. Um, that, um, that will just kind of turn them on their heads, and so uh, so brunch is big, and then and a craft cocktail menu with uh, with all local produce um, is on that list too. And if I can make that happen, um, I win.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you've definitely made me exceptionally hungry now. So. Um, <laughs> I mean you I think the words that put me over the edge were like honey salt and sp- like whatever else you said after that I was like mm mm-hmm. mhm Chilies. yes chilies yeah. and cheeses like all of it together like yes thank you all the things mm-hmm. we can have all
0: things so yeah I want to open I want to open a restaurant uh, we will still keep food trucks um you know mm-hmm. in an ideal world what I what I want to do it would be nice to have multiple locations right and yeah. be, to be this brand and be this huge thing um but it can't come at the expense of the quality or the care. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, one—if we can make one restaurant happen, um, and we can pour all of our hearts and souls into it—that uh, yeah. is, a, that is, that is my dream come true. Um, just something where we can have everybody has more because of it, where we can share. Um, and then we'll keep the we'll keep the food trucks, um, and we'll keep catering. Um, I and we'll keep continuing. The more, the more that we have, the more that we can do for the community. We do a lot of homeless outreach stuff and a lot of community outreach stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be able to, uh, I want to be able to expand on that. Um, and, uh, and my first rules of order are that uh, we're never going to have coffee that costs more than a buck ever. 25 um, cent coffee sounds really good. Free coffee sounds good. Yeah. Um, and, um, and no matter who comes in, mm-hmm. um, whether they have money or don't have money, um, nobody walks away hungry. Yeah. So I want them, I want everybody to know that um, if they don't have anywhere else to go, that they can come to us and, um, and they can stay warm and full.
1: Where, where does your passion for helping the community and helping people that um, may be homeless or not have enough money to have a meal? Where does that come from?
0: I grew up really poor, um, really, really poor. We, we mm-hmm. were homeless once. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know, man, there are, um, I see, I see the way that people treat people that Mm -hmm. have less. Mm -hmm. It makes me stick to my stomach. Um, we're human beings and we should be empathetic and we should try to help each other. And, um, and I see so much of that not happening. I see these poor people, people don't decide themselves into a situation like that. It's not like they electively choose to end up there. And it doesn't matter how you got there. You're here, man. And that's awful. Mm -hmm. Um, and it breaks my heart to see people, um, have to go without. And, um, you know, especially here, man, the snow can get wicked cold. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's brutal. It was negative four the other day. Um, it's snowing super hard outside and these people don't have jackets and they don't have anywhere to go. And, um, and, you know, and, and food for me, um, food is love Yeah. and, uh, I might not, I might not be a great painter. Um, I, I can't really build anything. Um, but, but I can cook. And that's something that I can share with people where everybody has more because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a gift that I can share. And as long as my hands work, mm-hmm. um, I will I will spread that love um, as far and wide as I can to people that need it the most. Because sometimes you have no idea that just a small act of kindness like that can really make it or break it for somebody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you never know where people are at. And so... Um, so that's, that's where it comes from. I know what it's like to not, I know what it's like to be hungry. I know what it's like to be cold. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and if we have the capability to, uh, to curb some of that, like, why, why aren't we doing
1: that? Yeah. Just do it. 100%. You're not going to sorry to help somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you've also <laughs> talked a lot about how the uh, community and the restaurant community, food beverage community um, in Oregon has been so supportive and welcoming as well. And like the, the that it's a really special uh, culture that you guys have there. Um, what has it been like for you to experience, you know, Southern California to the Richmond Bend area or Redmond Bend area? Like what pride does that give you about what you do for work when you see what your peers are operating like?
0: Um, man, I got the coolest group of cats around here. I will tell you. <laughs> um they are so kind and chill and genuinely just they're genuinely kind people it's not lip service yeah uh um, people talk to each other here not everybody's on their phones people don't take their phones a lot of places it's you know and in LA that's all you see I mean mm-hmm. I can't t- as at running restaurants I can't tell you how many thousands of tables I've seen where everybody at the table has a phone on their hand and nobody's talking
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that's not really why, why even go to dinner what is the point yeah um, so, uh, so you don't see that here. Uh, people are active. They're outside all the time. I've seen more dads, Sam's wives, pushing strollers at farmer's markets, getting organic vegetables than I've ever seen in my life anywhere It is the coolest thing. Um, and they're just, they're just all really, uh, I mean, everybody smiles at you. Everybody says, hello. Mm-hmm. Everybody asks you how your day is and they mean it. Yeah. They really want to know. Um, so, you know, and I've got, um, these, these chefs here are incredible and they, they care so much and they, you know, everybody works so hard to, to support local. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't see what you don't see here is you don't see uh, a lot of corporate businesses, you know, that in like a 40 or 50 mile radius, we have one target and two Walmarts. That's it. Wow. Um, yeah, they don't, um, and you don't see like, um, like there's no, um, I think there are three starbucks Mm i think three maybe four in that same radius um but there's a lot of dutch bros and there's a lot of um of independent coffee houses Mm -hmm. that uh that really really care about um my next door neighbors are proust and they make my favorite coffee on planet earth you guys they just came out with this thing called a london smog i don't know how long it's been around i'm probably just discovering it (laughs) because i suck but uh it's an earl gray tea with steamed milk vanilla and a shot of espresso and it's my of favorite breakfast beverage not gonna lie
1: that sounds dreamy
0: oh my gosh it's so good <laughs> um yeah so but you see all these people working together and like you know all of my neighboring businesses mm-hmm. tell every single one of their customers that come in have you guys been to Westside? you've got to go try the tacos like and it's that kind of support mm-hmm. um that is uh it's just profound um and I didn't get a lot of that. It's more of people. What I saw in Southern California, and this isn't a knock to anybody from Southern California at all, dude. I mean, I grew up there. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not trying to to put anybody down or say anything bad. But what I found was the difference here is that everybody leans in to lift each other up, and I felt there. Yeah. It was a lot of trying to like shit on us mm-hmm. or to get one over on us or like sabotage our business to make theirs more successful, and that is not at all the approach here. And it's so refreshing. Um, yeah really, I'm really grateful for, for our customers and, um, and our community alike, because, um, everybody, I mean, so many, so many small businesses, you just don't see the big corporate chains and these people are all trying really hard and, Mm -hmm. and they all want to see each other do well. So, um, it's a, it's just, it's so nice. It's so
1: nice. It reminds me of our, our girl, Rachel Hollis that we were talking about before with her awesome book, girl, wash your face. Like she, she says, um, something about how it's not about competition, it's about there's room for everyone. And guess what? Like everyone has a place. Everyone has this opportunity to go and live what they're meant to be here for. And I'm totally paraphrasing. So I apologize, Rachel, if I completely messed up your message. But um, no, I love that, that, that that's the environment because when you have confidence in what you're doing and you're not coming at it from a, uh, a lack of position, it's a game right. changer for how you pre- approach, not just people, but the businesses that are around you. Um, so it's so nice to, I'm glad that you're having the experience that you're having and yeah. how much is transforming. Uh, even if you don't feel it in this moment with what you're going through, like just who you are and what you're able to provide for yourself and your family and your and workers, because you talk about the people on your team the same way you talk about your family. Uh, I know how important it is to be having a team that is family to you. Um, so, I mean, and that's like a big thing that a lot of people in restaurants talk to me about is how, um, you know, just the hiring process and finding the right people and building out that team. I mean, how do you find the people that, um, to work with you and for you and how do you make the right choices in that process?
0: Yeah. You know, you, (laughs) It, it takes some time. I've, uh, mm-hmm. I've replaced entire staffs three different times. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, you know, the ones and they, and they show you, they, they come out and they show you. So like, um, right, like right now I'm watching Drew run food. Uh-huh. My up, my other cook didn't come in. Um, and I'm just watching Drew. He just walked, he just walked six trays inside. <laughs> he's running back and forth. Um, but he's, and he's not, he doesn't even, um, he went and opened a food truck uh, next to me recently, mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't work out the way that it was supposed to. So he ended up kind of pulling the plug on it, which mm-hmm. is fine. But I was like, hey, dude, do you have any hours for me? And like, I know that I can trust Drew blindly to completely have my back and mm-hmm. to care as much as I do with my customers, with the quality. With yeah. there's no half step. Um, all of my employees like that are mm-hmm. like that right now, and you can usually tell. Um, they'll start to either get lazy or overwhelmed, or their morale will change. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a food truck, there is no room. It is too small of a space yeah. for any kind of emotional center.
1: Yeah, um,
0: it uh, it spreads so fast, and you just can't have it. And so, um, you you give the people room to, to be who they are. Yeah, and um, you know to have to have good people, you've got to be a great coach. Um, Aaron is such a fantastic leader and sets such a great example um, for our staff mm-hmm. that. Um, he makes it. He makes it so nice, and he gives them the confidence that they, they they need. And usually, if you've got somebody that can kind of be a bad seed or whatever, they usually kind of just see themselves out.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: which which is which is fortunate. Sometimes you've got to apply a little pressure. Um, but but we've been we've been pretty lucky. It's a completely different environment here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not that crazy cutthroat hustle um, where everybody's like super hard and has to go fast and needs to take something from somebody else to get what they deserve. Or it's not yeah. like. Yeah. Um like I was saying about how um how the um like the community start so here, you know, I've got mm-hmm. I'm constantly being compared to three other um Mexican restaurants in Central Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um are your tacos as good as this place or is it as good as that place? And uh, you know it's funny is that like um I'm like, I don't know, they're different, but why don't you try them and tell me? Yeah. And if you don't them like it's all good. But um but I wear I wear hats and shirts from these places while I'm working in my truck because there's enough for everyone. Yeah um yeah and um or like I'll go out and it'll be like oh my gosh it's the taco chick and I'm like what's that? and I get that so much at, <laughs> Farmers, Marshall, <laughs> at like craft fairs at like beer festivals um mm-hmm. I get recognized a lot so does Aaron, but so does my staff yeah and um and it's really cool because all you know my my guys and girls are um I've just got this great crew and so mm-hmm. like I don't even usually cook when when they're here I run food and take orders yeah and, uh, and I'll be like hey hey guys I'm first time here I'm Amber this is Chef Mary and uh or this is Chef Angela or Drew or Caden or whoever's he like lives whoever's working that day and um and it's cool because it gives them that ownership and they all they all really care and they know how hard we work to mm-hmm. try to deliver something that we're passionate about yeah and it makes me passionate about it too so yeah. um yeah yeah. And then, and then the ones that, you know, I've had, I've had some people, I, I've been robbed more than once since I moved here by employees um, for lots and lots of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and you just have to, you know, you put your foot down when the time is right. Um, but, uh, but you it's, it's involving everybody and respecting everybody and letting them know that they're appreciated. Um, I think is a I think, especially in the restaurant industry, kind of gets lost a lot. Yeah, uh, people are just taken advantage of, and they're expected to do something, and there's never like a thank you or a good job or mm-hmm. Hey, dude, I see that you totally did something extra today that you weren't required to do. Thank you so much for doing that. That was rad. Let's find lunch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't know. You you care because you've been on the other end of that, and um, and I think when you have a sense of teamwork and there is no crazy um, you know, chain of command. Yeah. Uh, where everybody's just in it. Um, it really kind of lightens that up, and it makes people appreciate what they're doing a little bit more.
1: Amazing. What I would love to know. Um, for myself, selfishly, is what are you up to this year besides opening the restaurant? What are you doing for yourself? Like what's on your vision board for the year? So I think I'm going to take piano lessons. Ooh, (laughs) that's been on my list for years and I haven't put on my vision board yet. Obviously it hasn't happened. Okay. I want to do that.
0: I want to take piano lessons. Um, I'm going to start rock climbing with Jonah because Jonah's a crazy, talented rock climber. And I feel like such a loser when I take him to Ben Rock Gym because I can't play because i don't know how yeah um oh so, um, i'm gonna start rock climbing with jonah um i um um yeah so it i don't i'm gonna try to make it happen as soon as possible i want to write a children's book that'd be amazing that revolves around local organic food and farming and teaches the kids because i don't so many kids you'd be amazed at how many kids can't identify vegetables Mm-hmm. Um, because everything's processed. Yeah. Um, so then that you could, where I could tie in, you know, like life lessons and kindness. Um, and, and, um, if I could tie that into some, some sort of storyline and character where, um, where it all revolves around like farming and and local stuff where it, Mm -hmm kind of take it, take it back to the old school a little bit.
1: Well, when you're ready to take that on, I have an amazing illustrator, also a powerful lady who I think would be perfect for it. Like really great, like kid oriented illustrator. I mean, her work's amazing, but like instantly she popped in my head. So I'll have to connect you guys.
0: Yeah, I'm a terrible artist, like real bad. So I need somebody to make, to bring all that to life for me.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. One of the things that we'd love to ask our guests, um, is where you feel you're at today or on an average day on the scale of human to powerful lady. If human is, uh, a one powerful lady is a 10, where would you put yourself today? Where do you shoot for every day? And what's, what's reality?
0: Ideally you want to be at a 10, right? I think that's the, that's the <laughs> uh, it's not realistic, but it sounds great on paper. Um, I think I have her somewhere, uh, somewhere between a, on a on a day to day, like yeah. a day like today. Um, I'm probably at a four. Yeah. Um, yesterday, I was at an eight. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> um, but you know what? Today's early. It's it's 1:28. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you this: by three o'clock, I'm going to be back at an eight.
1: For sure. I mean, plus you've just like checked the box for a powerful lady podcast session, so that could that p- push you up a few points for sure.
0: Feeling pretty unstoppable right about now, not going to (laughs) lie.
1: Good. Awesome. Well, this has been amazing. You are such a powerhouse. I love and respect you so much. Thank you for being on my list of inspirational women. Um, I really look forward to us offline planning some time to come up because I love being up there. I love visiting with you guys. Um, the more good juju I can get from that location and you guys and to give it back would be amazing. Uh, As we're closing out, um, are there any last words, um, comments or just messages that you want the listeners to hear?
0: Um, I love you. Thank you for having me. Um, You guys, like, I don't know, take anything away from today. Be brave. Take the shots. Believe in yourself. And um, and the rest of that, I mean, the rest of it falls into place. Don't be afraid. Life's too short.
1: Awesome. All right. You guys heard it from one of the bravest women I know. I recommend you take her advice, whether it's jumping into a cold water or starting your own company, do it. (laughs) Um, Do it. it. All right. Amber, thank you so much. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Amber is a badass. She is the definition of hustler, of heart and just oozes love for food, for people and for making a difference. She's a great reminder of how many hours there really are in a day. Every time I talk to her, I'm left inspired, motivated, and ready to be in action. There are no room for excuses when you're up to something you love. To me, she represents yes. Yes to the opportunity. Yes to figuring it out. Yes to living life on her terms and bringing as many people with her as she can on her rise to the top. You can show Amber your support by following Westside on Instagram at co and send her a note about your favorite taco recipe. Head over to the Westside Taco Co. truck location at Cobalt Brewing to try a delicious taco for yourself. Enjoy one for me. Tag Powerful Ladies and Westside Taco when you share it on Instagram. Check out westsidetaco.co.com and place a catering order for your next big event. If you'd like to support the work that we're doing here at Powerful Ladies, there's a couple of ways you can do that. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Leave a review on any of these platforms. Share the show with all the powerful ladies and gentlemen in your life. Join our Patreon account. Check out the website, thepowerfulladies.com. To hear more inspiring stories, get practical tools to be your most powerful, get 15% off your first order in the Powerful Ladies shop, or donate to the Powerful Ladies One Day of Giving campaign. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Powerful Ladies. For show notes and to get the links to the books, podcasts, and people we talk about, go to thepowerfulladies.com. I'd like to thank our producer, composer, and audio engineer, Jordan Duffy. She's one of the first female audio engineers in the podcasting world, if not the first. And she also happens to be the best. We're very lucky to have her. She's a powerful lady in her own right. In addition to taking over the podcasting world, she's a singer-songwriter working on our next album, and she's one of my sisters. So it's amazing to be creating this with her and I'm so thankful that she finds time in her crazy busy schedule to make this happen. It's a testament to her belief in what we're creating through Powerful Ladies and I'm honored that she shares my vision. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. I can't wait for you to hear it. Until then, I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love.